So today's episode of Hangout with Sujata has a twist in the tale. So I have a guest who's actually going to interview me. So I'm in the seat where I put my guests. So I, I'm in the other seat and David, who's an exceptional gem of a person, is going to interview me on my playlist. So let's see how it goes. And uh, I would like to thank David for doing this because like I said, you know, I'm interested in people, but how many people actually are interested in knowing me or my story that needs a discerning jewel and, uh, or a gem, and that is what David is. So I'm really honored and privileged that he's going to interview me. It's like, it's like if, I, if I had to say how delighted I am, I would say, oh, today, you know, I'm going to be interviewed by, say, Oprah Winfrey or something like that. So maybe the male counterpart of Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> okay? Just to give the audience a perspective that how excited I am as to who is interviewing me. It's always the, the person that matters and the content flows according to the conversation. So David, I'm totally at your disposal. I will. I know I have a list of songs which I've sent to you and I'm going to play the song if you have, unless you have something to say. Would you like to say something since you're the interviewer now? Yes, I would, Sujata. What I would like to say is thank you for the privilege of being able to interview you from our, from our experience and our conversations have an extraordinarily interesting and powerful story to tell and uh, it's a it's a, a always a pleasure to to hear you it's an a, an extraordinary pleasure to and and interesting to have this opportunity to interview you and i i really like your method that you've built with the songs so maybe exactly what you just said let's jump in with the first song and then I, I won't have to guess what the connection of the song is to you because I'll be able to ask you and then you can expand upon it, which is terrific. Okay. So the first song is The House of Bamboo. Let's hear it. Number 54, house with the bamboo door. even got a bamboo floor you must get to know so ho joe he runs an espresso Casino, you can drink a casino. 
yourself a kitten and listen to a planet that rocks. I'm telling you, when you're blue, well, there's a lot to do in the house of bamboo, number 54, the house with the bamboo door. I can tell you, I, as a, I'm an American in, in, in my core, and I've never heard Andy Williams sing this song. So you've already surprised me and created, brought a new feeling and a, an inquisitive feeling. Please, Sujata, help, help me understand <laughs> this song connected with your life. Okay, so, you know, uh, I've talked about my mother in the book, but my mother was a very, very beautiful woman. And uh, she became widowed at an early age. And she had three daughters to raise. So there were trials, there were tribulations, which is all spelt out in the book. But I am amidst all that, what people don't know is that she was a fabulous uh, dancer. I mean, she was like, what my sister described, I think, in one of her, this thing, like twinkle toes, this thing. So she taught us all this ballroom and all these kind of dance, Western dance forms. And those were the days, you know, when you had, you had the gramophone records, you know, the, uh, the, the records which you played, you know, and all that. So it was not a time sure. of, you know, video and audio cassettes and all. It was proper LP, you know, those record players. And so we grew up in, in, in a contrasting situation where we, listen to dance music a lot and what you know like people tell me oh you're very serious i look intimidating and all that and i'm courageous woman but they didn't know that when i was growing up as a child i actually loved to dance and i wanted to be a dancer and i even learned uh, classical indian dancing for a period of time then i gave it up because you know there was other things to manage in life and things like that but and some of my Sisters will say that I used to follow the, you know, the Indian film stars. One of them was a fantastic cabaret dancer. So it seems I used to uh, shut myself in the room and try to dance a cabaret. Unbelievable of Sujata, as you see now, but Sujata had that context and uh, that's what I used to do. And so the song, even now, I, now I'm two left feet, but, you know, it makes me sway. So it's like, you know, uh, that was the, the meaning of the song. It still stands good. When I want to hear music, I do listen to the song, one of my favorites. And the way you just described, painted the picture, your mother is an, a very important role in, in this whole outlook that you have. Give us a few more words about your mother and your feelings and and how that relates to the flow of you, how she relates to the flow of your life. So, so this is the thing that uh, she was, uh, she had to one day wake up and uh, with just a school degree and being pampered housewife and daughter-in-law, et cetera, et cetera. And one day she just woke up and she had to go to work and she had no qualification apart from uh, this thing, but because she was a senior bureaucrat's wife, she got a job from the government on compassionate grounds. And that turned her from, uh, you know, a, uh, a beautiful uh, woman who was, you know, had no care in the world to suddenly have responsibilities in the world. And it made her into a courageous, uh, 
fighter from whom I get that spirit, I guess. And so we saw her through her challenges, but she didn't lose this, this, you know, this thing of having the dance and the, the lighter moments of it. And uh, that give, gave us, I suppose, a balance, you know, because if it was all about just trauma and darkness, then this thing, I think this was, so she gave us the music platform, which lightened up, lightened us up and, you know, gave us a normal kind of a, a childhood. And uh, that's why this, like you could say, it's like a tribute to my mother, some of these songs that I will play, which resonate with me in, you know, in my growing up spheres. Uh, and you will see how the dance touch has not left me. The, the dance has not left you? I mean, I the, would sense, also... <laughs> the sense of dance uh, or the ability to enjoy dance music has not left me. I may not dance, but uh, my body will, you know, just move when I play these uh, music. And while I did not uh, fulfill my aspirations to become the dancer that I wanted or the star that I wanted, because it seems I wanted as a childhood to be a star, uh, not, not maybe the star that I'm, I wanted to be, but I, I am happy to say that the tradition of the dance spirit uh, was carried out by my daughter who, you know, learned ballroom and all that. She's, uh, she's totally into dance and she became a dance uh, teacher while she was in India. And uh, even now she is trying to get back into dance, you know, in the country that she lives in. And I'm happy to also say that despite her facing such a dark moment of being raped and all, she did not lose her ability to have this dance out of her system because she is totally into dance, totally into dance. So if not me, she carried on the baton. I, uh, the way it sounds is, is there's another thing going on. The dance, what, what you're expressing is a very strong woman. Your mother was very strong, you're very strong, and you're talking in terms of dance, but the sense you're giving is strong, the strength of your mother passed to you and the strength that you have passed your daughter. That dance is a, is a beautiful, delicate way to express it, but it's covering up a very strong, uh, person, if I, if I sense correctly, Sujat. Yes, you always sense correctly. That's the beauty of it. So shall I go to the next song? Please do. So the next song is Something Stupid.
song that invites question of how what do, what do you have to say from that song okay so the song has uh, many meanings for me personally one is that it's a classic love song you know we i don't know have you been in love but the thing is most people go through a phase when they fall in love and it's not always that the love is reciprocated you know you might fall for a person you might love a person and that may not happen it may not turn out the way you want to every love story does not end in a fairy tale this thing so that is something which i draw from the words of the song it's always drawn to me but it's another very uh, lovely romantic uh, song and i think uh, there is a streak or a bone of romance in me which not again many people know so and also this was again during that time when i was growing up and i fell in love with my husband the boy next door and you know all the drama happened so uh, this was a song which you know i would play most of the time uh, all these songs are which i am playing most of them were in the records that we used to play so we always were playing some music or the other you know when we had the time and of course it was always with my emotions so if i was uh, you know romantically inclined or i was having a rom romance with the boy next door this is a song that i would play but while growing up the song still stayed with me because the meanings had a different meaning i saw people you know that fell in love but could not express themselves and did not have the ending that they hoped for so if you listen to the words they can have a different meaning at different stages of life now when i hear the song it has different meanings you know we talk of love but uh, why do we try to define love in brackets actually i did not put a song which is a hindi song but the words if i could translate is so beautiful that song is it talks about why do we put love into a definition why can't we let love be just as it is so you know when we talk of uh, universal kind of love you can just love a person for who they are what they are and just leave it at that everything doesn't have to be in a legal contract or you know a relationship which has to have 
definitions and boundaries. <laughs> what talk, are about, you talk about the way in two songs, we seem two, two parts of Sujata. One is, is the strong, the strength of Sujata and, and a very strong woman that got it, got your strength from a strong mother and passed it to a strong daughter. Now we're sensitive. We're 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 getting a very sensitive, and and delicate and emotional, and um, it's terrific that both of those are there. Tell us a bit about that balance throughout your life, and how you're able to maintain two things which might be considered sort of not fitting together well. How how have your strength and and also your sensitivity and your emotion, how have they fit well together in your life? So there is a there is a actually a song for that, which will be the, later on in my playlist. It's called Be Yourself. And uh, uh, the thing that I will say at this moment, because I don't want to take away from that song, the thing is that, you know, that is life is what it's about. It's a balance. If we manage to have that balance and if we manage to not beat ourselves into confirming to society or, you know, we should follow this and we should become this and that's how the world expects us to be. Then if we are allowed to evolve on our own, you know, we, we use uh, the power of reasoning and reflection, then we will create a balance which will be harmonious with nature. Unfortunately, we are not we don't have the freedom to be ourselves, you know, and that is why the balance we don't get. But since I've been a loner, I have always achieved that balance because I think I uh, work on myself and I don't let others define me. Really interesting. And I'll just close out after this song, just putting this together with the comment you made right after the song is not let others define you, but also I, I heard you say before, you don't see the need to define things. So you just let it be, if, okay, love or, or an emotion. I heard you say before, it's okay to let it be. And maybe that part of you that says, it's okay. I don't need to take everything to the nth degree. That feels like it fits what you said before, fits together with exactly what you just said now. That's right. So with that, shall I go, with that, shall I go to the next song? Yeah, terrific. When marimba rhythms start to play, dance with me, make me sway. Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore, hold me close.
Before you talk about this song, I have a request for you. At, at least one of the songs, and it really felt like this would have been a great one, but we don't just hear it, that you get up or, or move, move some uh, feeling of the dance, because we're hearing such lively, so just like your life, you, with everything that had, there's a lot of life going on. And, you didn't do it just sitting down. You did it by moving. So I'll, I'll request it in on some time on one song that we'll see you. Anyway, that's just my request. Please go ahead and tell us how how what this song says about your life. So the request is actually well timed with this song because if uh, anybody has seen this song on uh, on the video, it's one of the best dance uh, you know songs in the video where. Uh, Rita Hayworth and I forget, uh, Dean Martin or somebody, you know, they dance and it is absolutely outstanding. You know, the form and the grace, it'll, it, it will make anybody want to move with the song. And I would love to do your request, but something, the dance thing, I can now enjoy uh, listen, listening to it, but my body is like frozen. It's like the ability to dance has become frozen. And it will not happen even if I want to just like that. So while I listen to it and I look at the videos and I feel I wish I could dance, but it's not happening. So some things, you know, when they go out of, it's like an instrument. When it goes out of touch, you have to do a lot to bring it back. You have to oil it. You have to do things like, right? So the instrument doesn't just, if you put it out when it becomes rusty, dusty and all. So the instrument will not play exactly the way you want to play. So even if I would like to uh, honor your request, I just can't do it because I've become now two left feet. <laughs> I challenge you to try it even a little bit in any case. I hear what you're saying, but I believe in, in not just talking, but in doing and that uh, little movement. We shall uh, see. And the other thing I'll say is, uh, um, Agor Rabin, 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, Indian poet, he, he had that line where he said, I've, sent, I've spent so much time stringing my instrument that the music I came to play has not yet been heard. Happily, your music has been heard. But you're saying your instrument is, is maybe a little bit yeah. uh, needs stringing. So what you just said remind me of, of, of uh, what he said. Go ahead and talk about this song then, please. Which one? The Sway With Me? I finished it. I just told you that it was uh, one of the best dance, uh, this thing, music. And for me, uh, the words are, you know, again, these are all love songs. So somewhere, you know, you are in perfect harmony with your partner. It's not only the dance that is there where it's on the floor where you're perfectly attuned, but it also requires a mental connect. And that's what I say, you can, you can be doing the dance form, but if you're not mentally connected, it will show up. Your moves may be perfect, but that chemistry will be lacking. And uh, if you see the video, the chemistry is not lacking. And in relationships, what I say is, you can make all the right moves. You can come across, you can you know, go out with your partner all dressed up and perfect couple kind of thing. But if the chemistry is lacking somewhere, a discerning person will say, that the relationship is not fully positive or lacks something of the warmth that you would expect in a perfect couple. For listeners who are listening to what you're saying right now, who, who may sense, as I do, part of what you said, what suggestion would you make or in what is your experience when, when that kind of a situation comes up? What, what might you suggest when perhaps even both sides know it's, it's not happening, but they want, but it's something not happening there. What, what's a, what is a good idea to do in that kind of a situation? Well, so what I would suggest is that if it's not happening, don't put on, first of all, a facade. If it's not happening, figure it out, talk it out. And if after uh, a lot of, uh, you know, working on it, there's still a deadlock. So in relationships, if it's a deadlock and you just can't come together halfway through or three, four quarters or whatever, somebody may have to take a little more effort. The other may not take that effort. But if there's no understanding, then let it go. Don't hang on to an image. Wow. We are not like, uh, you know, a picture on the wall, right? Where you pose and then you click a picture and hang it on the wall. I'm, we are talking of real life people and it all starts from all, everything, your relationship everywhere, whether it's home, whether it's outside, makes for what life is all about. If there is harmony, if there is some trust, if there is respect, then you're all fine, right? You will be creative, you will be positive and you will give the best of yourself. But if there is any kind of discord and trauma, you really can't give the best of yourself. You might be in some categories professionally, you know, um, accepted that you're doing a good job, but there will always, trust me, be something lacking if that, you know, that chemistry or that harmony is not there. I hear you say that's really important in life. You just said relationships make life. So what you're describing is how to, how to have the best life. If a relationship isn't flowing properly, and put it aside and flow with with a better relationship. Yes, if I even hear if you, you have correct. to, yeah. And even if you have to be alone, then so be it. Okay. okay. 
So next song is again a favorite of mine. I'll tell you why. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me quando, quando, quando we can share a love divine. Please don't make me wait again. When will you say yes to me? Did you hear that when the song ended with a when? <laughs> so, yes. you know, I like the words in that song because it says every day is a moment and every moment is a, I forget the lines, it talks of a moment can be a lifetime, right? And that is what this song means to me that, you know, when you, when you live, don't always plan for things. Don't always, you know, go, okay, I'll do this tomorrow and all that. What if tomorrow doesn't come? Be in the moment. And in the moment, if you have to express your feelings to somebody, then just express it. Because you don't know. Tomorrow may be another different scene and you may not get the chance to tell somebody how much you loved. See, it's not always uh, the way the love, love is portrayed in the song that what means to you right like if i if i look at it in so many situations like i never got a chance to tell my mother how much i loved her so you know when i keep in touch with people and i ask you know how are you where are you long time heard is because i don't know anything could be happening to you anything could be happening to me life is very short so don't make it an endless waiting to express your feelings of love and appreciation. Just say it. Otherwise, it's like the, the singer says, when, you know, in a, 
in a moment of this thing, then when, how long will I keep waiting, you know, when you will be mine or when we will share something so divine. So uh, the if you focus sometimes on the essence of the words, then it can be deeper meanings to even lighthearted songs. So, so you, you take the approach of expressing yourself to people and, and saying, saying what you feel, perhaps even earlier or more forward or more frequently than what they may expect. How do people respond to the kind of openness and connection and expression of love that you give to them? This is your, this is your approach that you use. I'm curious what that what process so my, that goes to. My approach, my approach is always uh, as far as possible to express yourself. Yes, you may not be able to express because uh, the other person may not be receptive and the other person may not be in the same wavelength. And, you know, there might be a lot of boundaries created by society. So you may not want to tell a person how much you love or how much you appreciate or, you know, your feelings about anything. So we keep things bottled up. My, my thing to the world is don't. Why can't we express unless it's negative and uh, unless it's harmful? We should just express. So if somebody says, uh, oh, that they love me, why do we put uh, gender biases into it? Look, if a woman tells me, Sujata, I adore you, there's nothing, nobody will bat an eyelid. But if a guy tells me, Sujata, I adore you, there might be some eyebrows raised and some people will try to bring in co connotations. Why? Why can't you just love somebody for who they are? And that's the underlying theme of my thought process that doing good, being kind, if that can be universal and can be accepted, why not love? Why do we have to put boundaries to love and define relationships? And you express that in your life, yes. in how you live your life. Yes. Beautiful. Very yes. beautiful. So the next uh, song is not a song. It's a fantastic, absolutely good dance music, an old one at that. It's called Pipeline.
pipeline. Yes, have you heard it before? Uh, yes, it's quite uh, from from the early days, I would say. Yes. So if if Sujata had to live in a fantasy world and if she had to imagine things, then Pipeline is a song where I imagine myself dancing uh, because I really can't dance now, but it it's one of the best dance music. I can, you know, if I could play, play it like an auto, autopilot mode where it just keeps on and on, I would probably play this song because it really peps me up. And if I'm in a down moment also, this song is like uh, a soothing, reviving kind of a song. So it makes me forget some of the challenges of the moment. And I can just escape into a little corner where I just feel that, okay, I'm just dancing somewhere. So that's uh, what the song means to me. It's, it's a really good piece of dance music again. You are full of energies. Uh, maybe right now I am because I'm in your company. And yeah, because no, of the music that I- The I'm way you here. live your life, you hear the music and it makes you energetic and you have your, the limitations. You keep describing things and what I know Outside of this country, you are full of energies. Yeah. And I imagine you've, I believe you've always been full of energies. <laughs> so with that, we go to the next song, which is a very important song. And it's like, you know, if you've read my book, I'll come to it. Go ahead. It's called Be Yourself. The song, song is titled Be be yourself. Yes, that's right. Okay. Okay.
So this song actually is like, and if I had to give the title of my book, Against All Odds, No Retakes, No Manuals, Real Life Lessons, then this would be the title I would choose because Be Yourself is what I've been doing all my life. I've never been fitting into the box or conforming to standards. Uh, you can say I'm rebellious, I can, I'm stubborn, I don't care. I will just be myself. So whether it was, you know, at an early age when you're not supposed to, you know, argue with uh, your in-laws, you're not supposed to live your life, you're supposed to conform to what people want you to do. I then also, I, I was, you know, after a period of time when I rationalized that, no, I'm going to be unhappy and uh, it's not going to make anybody happy if I try to put myself into a box. I decided to be myself then. When I started working, you know, and wanted to have a career, again, it was a no-no by society. Again, I decided I will be myself. If people don't like it, they don't like it, right? There's no encouragement, no support, but uh, I did it. When I had to set up business overseas, I did it. Right. And every time it was a no, you can't. And every time I went ahead and did it, when the tragedy happened with my daughter, I decided to fight a court case. So I was very clear that if the whole world stands on one side and I stand on one or the other, I'm prepared to be alone, but I will be myself. I will not be something or somebody which people or this world expects me to become. It's not, you know, like an organic thing of, you know, where the, you become a butterfly at a stage of process, right? This is finding yourself and being yourself. And that's, I think, a fundamental right of every human being. They should be allowed to be themselves. And the, the rest of the world should have a very tolerant, accepting kind of a disposition where they accept people with all the different perspectives which you see in nature, right? In nature, there is no such thing as black and white, tall and thin and slim and things like that, right? Trees, cactus plants, thorns, bushes, everything exists. So, you know, why can't we, but okay. That's how it is. In the world of people, it's not that way at all. The world is constantly giving us messages of what we should be like, what we should say, what we shouldn't say constantly, constantly. strongly, in, from every direction. Yeah. And even, even with this, Sujata has found a way to be authentic, authentic with yourself through all of that. Part of it is probably personality and what you got from your mother and from your environment. Are there any tricks or any suggestions or any comments for people who admire what you've been able to accomplish uh, and would like to try it out at their own level? Not, not expect, expecting high or low, but is, is there something you think of or some you do when you're making sure that you're staying authentic with yourself as opposed to going with what the world tells you? Yeah, so you know, when I do a, a lot of mentoring now, yesterday, and tomorrow, that's a part of my DNA is to impart the wisdom I've got. I give my examples as a, as a you know, tool or technique because I'm not one of those who will talk from theory books, right? You have to go through certain 
life altering moments to develop that sensitivity, the empathy and understanding of how it can affect you. And with that, if you have an open mind, when you listen to others trauma, others trouble, then you will not be judging them, you'll be offering them the best advice that you can give. And my advice is simple, because everybody has a different kind of a trauma, everybody has a different kind of a journey, right? So in that, don't lose it. Like the song says, no, somebody's falling to pieces. I always say I'd rather pick up pieces than go, go to pieces. So, you know, if you operate from a point that I am going to uh, be, you know, it's like be like a tree. So the tree may bend when there's a storm. The leaves, some of them may, you know, break and some leaves might fall, branches might fall. But at the end of the day, the, the tree stands tall and strong. So you develop your character from all the worst things that can happen by learning a lesson from it. And nobody else will come and do that for you. You have to do it for yourself. You would be very lucky if you found somebody to hold your hand and say, okay, I'm there. This thing that doesn't always happen. So operate from, this, from a place where you are not emotionally so dependent on, on anybody, anybody for that matter, that you cannot function if that support system goes away. Not only not find somebody perhaps to hold your hand, you're giving us a rare opportunity, Sujata, by being an example and telling us that this is how you live, you live your life. It's not often in our daily life that we, we hear somebody uh, who says, this is the value I have and, and I pursue it. So it's an inspiration even just to hear it. Another piece of it though, in a world where the world tells us so much is be yourself. How do you, how do you know what your real self is? In other words, I may be so confused by what the world, I, I can't even figure out what my authentic self is versus what the world thinks I am. I don't know if you have those kind of thoughts sometimes or how you relate to something like that. Of course, yes. I mean, that is a, that is a part of your life because you have every day so much being thrown at you. You know, do this, do that, don't do this. And, you know, you, this is how it should be. It's so paradoxical and such an oxymoron kind of thing. You know, on one hand, people will say, oh, don't, don't uh, communicate by being I, you, myself kind of a thing. I, me, myself, right? On one hand, they will say that. And then David, they will also tell you, have self-care, self-esteem, self-worth. Okay, so I don't understand how that works. Because at the end of the day, you can best describe yourself. Nobody else can describe you because every, there'll be 10 people who will think of you in 10 different manner. And that's what I wrote in my book. If I started living according to everybody's expectations, I'll end up with split personality, multiple disorder. I really can't please everybody, right? And should, should we be pleasing everybody? Because when you're ill, when you're sick, when you're lonely, when you don't have money and you can't uh, you know, go through life, who comes to your rescue? Ask anybody in their life to do some self-interest in introspection and ask them, who came to you? Probably not even so-called family friends. Could be random strangers who, uh, you know, came to your rescue. 
like in my entire uh, lifetime, I have found very few people where I have been able to reach out sometimes without speaking and sometimes by speaking. I'll give you two examples. One is a lady in Singapore, her name is Barbara. And uh, I was, uh, you know, quite um, going through a lot of ailment. I had a sort of a shoulder problem and it was immobilized and all that. And she kept telling me to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. And I would just make some excuse and not go. And people who know me know that I don't go to a doctor unless absolutely necessary. But it's also a fact that, you know, where I, the country where I live in is very expensive. If you don't have insurance, it costs a lot of money for doing random tests, for doing, you know, all kinds of things. So when I have, a, a, you know, a family member who needs more attention medically, then my thing is, uh, it's not like a woman or a wife kind of thing. You can say that, but it's like, I will put, more emphasis on the other person getting the treatment than me. And so yeah. in some ways I will neglect myself. So she could figure that out. Now, what she did was when she found that I'm not doing what, what she wanted to go to the doctor. And I, I would have told her that, you know, it costs this much for a certain, you know, uh, test to be done, like an MRI and all could be quite expensive, right? She knows. She's in the same category of her stay here. And what she did was one day, she just transferred me the money and said, now you have no choice, but you have to go to the doctor. Because it was like an, it was like a emotional, how could I say no to somebody who just did that? And by the way, it was not, I'm telling this because nobody has given me that kind of money just like that. It was not $100, $200, it was $1,500 which is quite a big amount of money. Sure. And when I tried to tell her that I will return it back, she said, no, she's done it for a friend. And I remember what she said, Sujata, we come into this world without money. And when we go, we will not go with the money. So if in a given moment, I can help a friend, I will do that. So there's no question of this thing. So that is uh, one this thing. The other thing is, uh, I have to give another example and it balances the sexes actually, not by you know, looking for it, it just happens to be. So I was uh, quite upset one of these days, very, very upset. Okay. And I thought, and I thought I will ask somebody for help because I thought maybe the person might have some advice or solution or whatever. And it's not that the person I know for a very long time, I know very recently through my podcast okay. actually is uh, I think I would not be doing justice if I don't mention his name. So his name is Derek. He's been, he's the last uh, podcast that just now happened. And I just asked him, I said, I need some help. Can you meet me? You know, most people during COVID times, when I used to just test it out as an experiment, how are you? And if I said I was not good, people just disappeared because they didn't want to get into a situation, what next if some, some thing she might ask me and I don't want to give or can't give or whatever rationale. This guy did not even ask me what, why, can I know what's happening? Or, you know, can you give me this thing? But nothing, he just said, he dropped everything and said, okay, at lunchtime, I can meet you straight away. He could say, I'm busy, right? Wow. He could say so many wow. things. And uh, he met me for lunch and uh, 
you know, we, I just shared what my problems were and he gave his best comfort what that he could give. He obviously did not have answers to it, but he was, he did make me relax. The fact that somebody was there to reach out and to share was something which is not which doesn't happen very often with me because I'm more of a person who gives and not takes very much. I actually don't talk about my problems all the time. And uh, for me to come out of that and ask somebody for that time, I probably would have thought that this guy will say no. You know, I said it in, uh, in the heat of the moment, but maybe I thought that he will say no. I was so surprised and touched and wow. when he said, no, he said, okay, I'd love to meet you in this point of time. So, you know, it gives me a small glimmer of hope and faith when these things happen, that there are a lot of good people probably out there. It's just that you, you are blessed if they find a way into your life. That's why I always tell about you, David, I met you in, uh, in clubhouse and, uh, uh, saw you like this but from day one when you talked it so resonated with me it was like you know like uh, uh, since you're a guy I, I probably people will say soul sisters and I really don't like the soul sister soul brother thing so I will say but still you are like a soul friend you know where I can absolutely, and absolutely myself with you and I know that you will not uh, think wrongly about me how can when, you see what others can't see? Yeah, when you talked about Derek, what I, I imagined was exactly you, what you had said before anyway, you express yourself. Yes. So you broadcast out on your frequencies. So that's already a great big start from yeah. somebody who doesn't express themselves but keeps it inside. They're not even broadcasting their frequencies so the other person doesn't have a chance to even pick them up. You said your approach is to broadcast, and then you have very special frequencies. And I can imagine, I can, ima I can imagine the feeling that Derek had. He, he gets your frequencies. He feels your frequencies. And I, in the same way, I feel your frequencies. You talked about this before. This is what life is about. about yeah. Relationship is about connecting with people. And you do an amazing job of it. Because you broadcast on you broadcast and broadcast on these beautiful frequencies to attract good people who really match up with the kind of so you're you're telling you're speaking about things that which are amazing for life. I think you're talking about them very quietly. I I think they have to do with the way the world would work. Yes, we and also also I feel also I feel very strongly that there's no harm in asking. You know, you have to take that risk and you should ask what best will happen or what worst will happen is that you'll get no or a rejection, right? But unless you ask, you don't know and you might miss out on some opportunity or some connection or something. So always ask. If it's a no, it's a no. Beautiful. Very beautiful. So with that, I What's next? The next song is a, a song from ABBA which is Fernando. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? 
not obvious help help me on that one it's i can't even figure it out so to speak go ahead so this song represents some basic uh, principles that i operate on and you know if you have heard me speak i don't say that love is the most important thing i talk of friendship 
I think friendship and respect are the most important things and, you know, which forms the basis of your relationship. Even if it is with your spouse, your partner, it's with your parents or it's with your siblings or whosoever it is, you know, in the society structure, there has to be a friendship bond or, you know, a, a place from where you share that kind of a feeling because you don't always live, you know, in a relationship where you are, one is over the other. There's a time when children grow up. There's a time when people grow old, right? And what is it that you're left with? You're left with memories and you're left with what you did something good and something which stays with you. So, you know, sometimes people ask, what would you have done differently? <laughs> I wouldn't have done anything differently. I would just, uh, you know, do the same thing again and again because of my DNA. I would have been myself. I would have taken those bold, courageous steps. So it's not to look back on a life or a relationship with regret, but to have a remembrance of something good which remained. Maybe you don't meet again. Maybe there's a long distance. But what you shared for that moment, that stays with you. That's how this song resonates with me. You, you said friendship and respect. I, that sort of caught my ear. Those two, I'm trying to talk about that for a minute instead of me trying to figure out in, inside my brain. Just talk about what you're saying there. Saying those two ideas, those two yes, characteristics. So, so you see, the thing is that uh, love and sex for example, are two things which people confuse, you know, as if they are synonymous. I mean, they're same thing. No, it is not the same thing, okay? For me, at least where I come from, love does not have any kind of boundaries or should not have. We give it designations, boundaries, and we put them into all kinds of things, right? But why can't you just let love be love? That is one. And respect is very important. For example, if you may or may not like a person to totally, and you may or may not resonate with them in principles, but do you have respect for each other? Respect means that, okay, I'm not going to control you. I'm going to oh. accept that you are different from me. I'm going to accept that uh, I will allow you to be yourself and I will still try to be with you. You know, like simple things. Why do marriages break? Why do they end up in divorce courts? Sometimes it's small, small matters as I have seen as to one person might be very messy, the other person might be a you know, very speak and span kind of a person. And when they have to live together, it just jars on the nerves. Why can't you accept, okay, this one is messy and this one is, you know, of, uh, what should I say? Uh, no, a freak for cleanliness or tidiness or whatever it is. Right. Let it be, right? You can either compliment or supplement by helping that person, or you can just accept it. Okay, you have your space, I'll do it. If you, if you, uh, if you are messy, if I'm so fastidiously clean, I can do it. Why should I say that, okay, I'm like this, now you're not like this, so we cannot, you know, exist under one roof. So people, you know, go to that, then they don't like what they eat, what they drink, how they talk, it all starts from little things and it becomes a big thing. 
So if you would stand in, in a court and you would hear some of these divorce cases or these things, you would be quite, I mean, if you don't, uh, if, if you were not so rigid or in the box, you would find it seriously, you're leaving your family, leaving children just because of some mundane things and all that. So I, I know that things happen like that. You know, there's a court case which came up recently in India. I mean, just telling you that it's so bizarre. There's this uh, couple who's suing their uh, children, grown-up children, for not giving them a grandchild. So they are saying, we, got, we brought you up and we spent all this money on you. You got married and all, and now you're not giving us what we wanted in our old age. That's a grandchild. Now, if, it, if you can entertain even such a thought in the court, for me is ridiculous. If I was the judge, I would say, this does not merit coming to court. And even if it did, because the law allowed it, I would still say, is there a contract that you made you know, to the child when you, I mean, it's so ridiculous, right? Look at, the, look at the way the thought process goes as to where you do. So everything, if it's a transactional relationship and if it's a question of relationship where you want to control or you want the other person to become what you want, that's not, that's not the right thing. You know, two different people can live under the same uh, roof. They can have a, a you know, compromise kind of a situation. I'll go this much, you go this much, or we'll agree to differ you know, on some matters. That's it. And you're, that's what you're bringing us, that let's say using just words, friendship yeah. and respect, that, exactly. that can be the basis for, for building that, yeah. that connection avoid all the kinds of crazy things that happen when those things are not present yeah. in, uh, in the world. Exactly. So, wow. 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 So you've seen a lot of crazy things. I have seen a lot of crazy things around my circle. I see them all the time and I don't understand some of it. I mean, I understand and I, I can be sympathetic to it, but I, I don't subscribe to it. For me, this is how I think. You know, for me, I mean, look, when people talk of sex, do they know I recently heard a TED talk and I believe that, um, what is that? Um, yeah, the orgasm which a woman faces is all due to a nerve. There's some nerve, I forget the name of the nerve, but it's to do with that. And women can just be sitting and can get that orgasm without anybody, any guy even touching her, right? Oh, so when oh, it wow. comes, to, comes to that, I'm saying that uh, we have been built by taking ourselves, taking care of certain needs. It's good if you find somebody else to, you know, join in and uh, have a participative thing. But what if you can't? Don't let a relationship which is much beyond the physicality let go of it, right? And lose it just because the physicality is not there. I don't know whether I'm making sense. But yes, you are. I'm not only making sense I, I tell you thanks thanks for expressing exactly i just feel like we should write the abba <laughs> tell them what amazing things came out of what they may not realize is such a, uh, a absolutely we, I, I i feel like it's we're lacking if we don't write them a message talking about the kind of things that you just mentioned yep go ahead what would you say is the next uh, so the next, next song is Ma Baker. 
by Bonnie M. Freeze, I'm a baker. Put your hands in the air. Give me all your money. This is the story of my baker, the meanest cat from old Chicago town.
no chance of understanding the connection between uh, you and Ma Baker. No, can't, can't even imagine. Okay, so now when I speak, then you can, then you'll understand. So, you know, there are, those words are very powerful and I somehow resonate with the character of Ma Baker. You know, it says that she didn't know how to cry, but she knew how to die. And if you look into deeper meanings of that song, it's about somebody who was a tough person and she didn't leave her children. She may have left her husband. She may have liked a guy, didn't work out, right? But she never left uh, her children and she taught them to be tough. And she herself was a tough cookie. So in some ways, when you, when you say that I'm tough and I'm courageous, I am like that. I resonate with that. So wow. uh, when people say I'm intimidating, I probably think that, okay, that's their perspective, but it's like a compliment that, you know, you can't mess with me beyond a point. Of course, I may be taken for a ride, but then I know how to stand up and I know how to, you know, stand up with dignity against whatever the situation is. So the thing of uh, she didn't know how to cry, but she knew how to die is very, very powerful for me because I, I have lost the ability to cry. I'm not somebody who sheds tears very easily. And she knew how to die. That also is very true. I have been very vocal about it, that if I don't have the right to live with dignity in some part of the world, then I shall take my own life because I believe that it's my life and uh, I have a right over my life. Why should it be that when it comes to animals, we put them down? We never ask those animals, you know, do you want to be put down? We exercise the choice and our control. But when it comes to human beings, we don't give them the right to die with dignity. Even if in, in many countries, even if you're terminally ill, nobody's going to pull the plug. You might be in coma, you might be bedridden, and still you'll be kept, uh, you know, alive through tubes and machines and all that. Have you ever really asked a person whether they want to live like that? And I definitely don't want to live like that. I would rather die on my feet or if I find that I cannot live with dignity, then I will exercise the choice to, you know, take my life because that's my life. That's my body and I have a right over it. Wow. You've said a, a huge amount of things. You're bringing out things which nobody has been able to bring out so far. Let's let's let me let me touch on two of them. Yes. First one maybe is is a little clear because it's technical. I, I I hear what you said about Mob Baker being strong, and and you are strong. But from what I know of Mob Baker, from I'm from Chicago originally, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and, and let's say there's two completely different strongs. Uh, Ma Baker was was violent and this and that, and and your strong is I. It's the same word, but other than that, I'm I, I hear what you're saying. She you you admire her for being strong. I'm I'm sensitive to the differences between your strong and her strong. So I just want to point that out that uh, you are strong in your inspiring, telling your story, writing your book, expressing yourself, that's strong. And as, as you said before, not 
having power over other people. You have no interest in having power. That's exactly what you explained so beautifully before. So I would say uh, distinguish between you and Ma Baker, at least in, in, in some ways uh, about that. Uh, and then the second thing about taking your own life. I don't, I'm, I'm, I live in a country where it's not really accepted. So uh, I'm, it's not even a conversation. I think it comes up for in people's mind. So if I could ask you, I think you would be really doing number one, a groundbreaking thing, and number two, a service without getting too personal or asking you too much. I think there would be real value for you just to talk about your feeling about this. And you just did briefly. You said, when I reach a point, no, I, 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 I wanna go. It'll, it'll be the right moment to go. If you could just talk about that for another moment to let people hear some thoughts about it that they may not have opportunities to hear about. Yeah. So first I will touch on the first point that you said about Ma Baker and all. See, the thing is not to focus on the exact character and all. You take the essence from the song. And for me, the essence was what I told you. So it doesn't have to be that I think of Ma Baker like that and I'll go around with a gun and start looting, uh, you know, the banks and things like that. It's the essence of a character that can resonate in a song. Each song has a separate interpretation and a meaning for everybody. That's what I wanted to take out from this song. Right. Thank right? you for clarifying that. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And the second one, when you, when you want me to talk about dying. So, you know, I've been, I, earlier I never used to say it, but once I wrote the book, once written, then there's no going back. And so when I've written it in the book, why will I not talk about it? So I'm a global citizen and I belong to a country where I think there is no value or future for me and I wouldn't resonate with it. And uh, so I am looking for that place. Don't do it. You know, I shouldn't get that space and I'm forced to go back to my country of origin. I will take my life if it comes to that. So it's not as if I'm depressed and suicidal or something. I'm, I'm saying it with clear with clear thing but as a matter of you know like you would make plans for your retirement and all similarly i make plans like this that i want to live in a country where i can live with dignity and or if i can't do that then i shall exercise that choice. okay i'll just tie it back to one other thing you said before you're taking out a lot of secrets from okay. Well, I'm, I'm about to tell you one of my secrets. So yes. just Good. to tie it back, because it's a very sensitive topic. Um, you said before about relationships, and, I, I'm, and you have a lot of relationships. And actually, uh, my brother took his own life. And I'm just saying, yes, I understand he had his, I accept him and love him and all that. 
but there are implications on the people around you as well. So however you decide to do it and this and that, there is an impact on other people as well. So I, I would just, that's, that's uh, I, I, I think you're talking about something of, of course, huge importance and deserves a lot of thinking and a lot of talking about that's not, not, not easily done. So first of all, I need to apologize if I triggered something in you uh, that was uh, not no. my And secondly, there is a distinction to what I'm saying and to what some people do when they take their lives. What I also say this, why I say this is, for all the suicides that have happened from time onwards, and I've covered that in a book where my husband's friend also committed suicide, because nobody is there to hear you. If somebody was there to hear some of these people and to be there to solve it, you know, they might have taken a different decision. But sometimes people are so lonely and so unhappy and there's nobody to actually listen that these things happen. I'll give you an example, classic example of a celebrity person so you will understand. Robin Williams. Did he not have, did he not have all the money in the world to go for uh, uh, counseling and therapy and all that if he was feeling you know, depressed or something like that, or he could have gone into the drug mode or something like that, right? But probably for all his wealth and everything, he was at the end of it, a lonely person who did not find somebody genuine who he could trust to share what he did. And so there are a lot of times when people commit suicide. And that is a tragedy because I feel if you're there, if you just talk to a person during that time, then you know you could probably avert it. But maybe at that moment, there is nobody there and they just take their life because not everything is always planned. What I'm talking about is a planned decision because I do not wish to live what you know is supposedly the prescribed format. So that's a totally, my thing is a totally different kind of a thing. Yeah. I hear you and, <laughs> and as, as the poem, uh, Richard Corey is about what you said. A, a person who has everything, the poem goes, uh, Richard Corey, and he just goes home one summer night and puts a bullet through his head. Yes. Having everything apparently doesn't it's mean that you have everything. Exactly. So, thank you so much. Thanks so much for expressing what you've just expressed. Okay. So the next song is... Uh... Michael Jackson, I'll be there.
The only thing I can guess, Sujata, is that you also had some fun while you were putting together your playlist. But please go ahead and, and uh, talk about that song and what you have in mind. So I'll be there is, uh, is like uh, the refrain of what I am all about because I do tell people I'll be there or I'm there for you. But this song has a special meaning because uh, I'm an animal lover and, you know, I bond very well with animals. And I had three dogs and in my book also have covered them, you know, like they, they are my uh, three four-legged children as I refer to them. And during COVID time, this last December to January, I lost two of them. I actually uh, couldn't be there for them. And uh, earlier one, one of the dogs whose name was Mishti when she had a cancer operation, I had gone there and I was there with her when she was operated upon. And my son, you know, could not uh, go. And so I asked him, what would you say to Mishti? And so he had come up with the song. And when I was there, I would actually sing this, song, uh, play the song to the dog. And she somehow could understand and I would take my son's name and say, you know, Vivek is sending this to you and she would lick the phone. So she knew she was, uh, you know, intelligent enough to understand. And then when both of them were dying, I had to watch it over Skype. And it was very, very traumatic. But the whole night I used to be awake 
this side of the screen and they on that side. And I, I would just play these songs, some songs I used to play and they used to like it. They, it used to soothe them, calm them and they would sleep through the night. So this song is something which, you know, I was trying to tell them that I want to be there, but I could not be there, you know, when they passed away. So I'll be there, will always be etched in my memory when I think of the two dogs. You wanted to be there when you were there when it was possible. Yes. You also feel the times when you couldn't be there. And yes. uh, so I'll be there yes. is your way of expressing expressing that. Yes. Very nice. Very, very nice. Okay. So the next two songs, I will not play the whole thing. I will just uh, play a little bit and tell you why I have it on my playlist. Good, good, good. This is a Spanish uh, a song of, it's Asarahe or something like that. So hear it. song <laughs> no no so basically this is, a, this is again uh, a song which when i was uh, you know when i was in my when i started my first job and i was in a place called chennai or madras as, as it was uh, earlier called so i was with this uh, group uh, who i met through rotary and stuff but you know they were a very happening kind of a party kind of a crowd. that's where i picked up this and they used to dance a lot they used to dance a lot so as you know that i love the dance songs and the video is also quite nice so i you know this is one of my favorite go-to songs when i'm mentally in a dance mood so i will play this song and the next one is also actually a very uh, dance uh, music and it's hard not to want to dance and it's also one of the best videos i can think where the movements are very 
erotic, if I may say so. So I'll give you a clip of the song, which is called Lambada. Okay. Did you like the song? I, I tell you what, I, my complete feeling is you are dancing through life. I, I, I heard what you said a moment ago, and, and I don't know anybody who's dancing more than you're dancing, even though you say <laughs> you're sitting in your chair. But I, I hear your life is, is, is dancing to music, and I'm very, I find this very exciting. But that's yeah. In all kinds of all kinds of music, you're dancing through life. Okay, so it's not getting up and doing exactly the movements. You're yes. dancing through life to many different kinds of songs. That's exactly. As I was listening to that. That's the feeling yeah. that I I had. Yeah. So that's how it is. You summed it up well. So with yes, that, you presented it well. With that, I go to the next song. This has got a lot of meaning. Okay, good. This is uh, Neil Young, Heart of Gold. Searching for a heart of gold. 
please okay. help, help us out. So it's very simple that uh, all my life I look for gems of excellence. All my life I look for a heart of gold, you know, somebody who will be full of love, full of acceptance and, you know, just just somebody that you can connect with and the good people or the people who have got a heart, who have got a conscience. That is what I keep looking for. This whole podcast of mine is also to, you know, put real people out there, people who have stories to inspire, to share and with you know some it can touch somebody right and so i keep looking and it's true that i'm getting old looking and looking you know it's not that i always get what i'm looking for but i keep searching for so that intrinsic search for characters for people who make a difference in the world i look for them i look for souls which are full of love and respect that's that's the meaning of the song you just said you look for it and i would i would just say you brought you are it you are those things and you express those things and that's how you connect with other people on that frequency so you it's not like you're something else that's looking for you are that and you are expressing that in the world and giving an opportunity for for people who are like you to connect with you yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so with that, I go to the next song, which is by Justin Bieber. What do you mean? Stop, won't let this end. 
Shall I tell you the story or you have some questions? <laughs> Please tell me the story. Please. Okay, so the, so the story is like by now, I think the audience will also know, and anyway, you know that I do things differently, right? So, can you believe that a businesswoman like me? So, I fall, I think I fall, as you know, for people. I fall for people who I think are good and I go after them. So even in business, I fell for a family and then I, you know, got the franchise rights to open a store in Singapore and, uh, you know, amazing people. Then we suddenly discover as it happens many a times that it's not always what you see. You operate from a point of trust, but when you do that, expect to be betrayed in life. And so, oh. so what happened was that we found out that we had been taken for a ride because we, we realized that we would not be able to make the kind of money that we had hoped to make. You know, the, the whole thing was designed in such a way that no matter what you do, you won't. So there was a falling out of sorts. And uh, since it's to do with different nationalities, different cultures, it can become sometimes very taxing when people are not open, right? If you, if you are even hard and if you are uh, somebody who's, uh, suppose if you're an enemy, it's easier to deal with the enemy who's in the open, but very difficult to deal with people who outwardly are friends and in reality they are not. So what was happening was that it was a situation of words where sometimes, you know, it would lead to nowhere. Like the song says, you go to the right, then you go to the left and, you know, you keep arguing all day long. So it was going on and we were getting very frustrated and there were moments when there was a breakdown of total communication. And guess what, that in one of the communication, because, you know, they, uh, so I and my son, you know, managed the business and uh, we used to play the song also in the store and all that. And there came a point when, you know, they didn't want to deal with Sujata. Although in the contract, when they gave, they said, we are giving this contract because of your integrity and character. And the same thing, then they go back on their words. So at one point they decided, oh, we'll deal with the son, but not with the mother. So mm -hmm. the son... I told them that, you know, 
you can't do that because the mother is equal director shareholder so it doesn't and in one of those communication letters you won't believe it that we business people actually send this song asking them what do you mean i mean you know we just can't figure out what exactly do you want so no wow. amount of, no amount of talking was helping so we send this song to them now i don't think many people do uh, take such steps do they in in sorting no. out communication no I, I, it just shows how you think differently than other people think it's just another <laughs> another example but yeah. it's amazing it's, you, and, you had nothing it's, else yeah and you know, see the thing is when sometimes nothing works you do something um out of the ordinary to jolt them you know and so we were getting so frustrated at back uh, you know at the background so we wrote our mail we wrote all our points but we also send them this song asking what do you mean simply because the song was exactly what was happening that we wow. argue all day you go right then you go left and all that so that is the story of the song it's a very difficult story but a very difficult story especially because as you were broadcasting on your frequency they they were on a completely different frequency different frequency yes okay and so and sometimes when there's dissonance when when there is what you said when there's somebody you can connect with good or bad at least you're connecting with them that's yes. something but if there's yeah. somebody that you don't resonate with in any way it's a bit it sounds like a very difficult situation let's go to the next one i yeah. i think it's going to be more fun <laughs> so the next one is uh i just called to say i love you by stevie wonder no new No harvest. 
Okay, let's hear about that song. So that song is like from different stages of life. I think when I am being most alone and lonely in my various periods of life, there's, the, there's never been somebody who has actually reached out and say the three simple words, you know, meaningfully from the bottom that I just called to say I love you. Okay, you can't be there in my space, you can't help with monetary things, or you can't help with anything, but you can always reach out to somebody wow. and say, I love you. And and I'm a person, I think that what I have not received in life, I actually give that very thing back to people. What I didn't receive, I always try to give to people. So I, from there, there it stems the fact that when I tell people I'm there for you, you know, then I really mean it. I, I do that and I've done it at the cost of my health also, where I've said I'm 2 a.m., 4 a.m. friend to people. And I have these conversations where people need me. They're going through all kinds of challenges throughout the world. And I just hold space with them. I listen to them. I counsel and guide them because in my journey, I have not found. So I want to be there you know, to give that outpouring of love, which probably I didn't receive. I've survived, but everybody can do with some love, right? And some genuine love. So it doesn't cost much if you just pick up the phone and you just reach out and say, now we have all kinds of technology. So if you just say from time to time to somebody, you know, I just called to, if, if you know, it sticks in people's throats to say, I love you, then you can, Substitute by saying, I just called to check in on you. I just called to find out how you are, or I was remembering you. There's so many things. The, the thing is, don't get hung up on words. If your intention is there, it will flow from your words, no matter what the words are. And you can touch somebody. Maybe somebody's sitting and crying. And you just, at that moment, the frequency, as you said, come. And suddenly I just pop in and I say, how are you? And I was remembering you. 
And that's enough for the person at the other end who was waiting for some kind of comfort. So that's why I also say that, you know, we are human angels. And when we, you know, do these little things, then we end up as human angels. God doesn't come down like some, you know, fairy apparition or something. God sends human angels. So you might be totally alone and then suddenly you find a long lost friend come or somebody who you've met recently, just reach out and say, I've, you know, I was just thinking about you. I don't know why, but I was thinking about you. And that could be the time when somebody shares their vulnerability or their darkness and you could just be there for them. Three words, but how difficult it is for people to uh, practice it, to uh, feel it and to articulate it with meaning. You, su you succeed, you also think about other people and who you might call and, and express this in order to reach out in the way that you just described. So you're successful, not just at doing it, but even being sensitive to think about it and who, who would be a good person to express this, who might, as you say, and then once you open up from your side, which you're so great at, and that invites them to share their, their feelings. Wow, yeah. Every single thing you say is like a, it's like a chapter of a book. Say, you know, we're spending a few moments on each comment you're making, but it's alone talking about your own experience versus what, how you're approaching the rest of the world is, is astonishing. It's, a, it's amazing. And, and here you're expressing it again. Okay. So the next song is... Uh... Mama Mia song, the winner takes it all. The gods may throw the dice 
Question. I had to call up the lyrics because I wasn't, I've heard the song. Yeah. This is saying a lot of things here. Yes. It's not just a lover's uh, song. So, uh, yeah, there's, it's not, uh, it's almost not even a lover's song in a way. It's yeah. uh, a different way of looking at the world. Yes. What, what, what is your feeling? Tell me, Sujata, what is... Exactly what you... You've taken the words out of my mouth. So it is exactly what you said. It's a, it's a life song. I won't say it's a lover's song. It's a life song. You know, oh, we go great. through relationships and we try to go through the rules that we are expected to do. And you might lose, but it, the, for me, it's a question of who's the winner and who's the loser. You know, because sometimes what appears to be a winning situation may not be totally a winning situation. 
and the ones who lose probably stand apart because they um, listen to their words of conscience they listen to their integrity you know they listen to their souls so it's debatable as to who's a winner and who's a loser but it sums up life that so many times we expect things from certain people and it doesn't happen that way now you can move on and you can forgive and maybe sometimes forget but you don't completely forget because when you needed someone to be by your side or you depended on that person and the person let you down then that's what this song is all about you know that okay we moved on you might be the winner you might have got some success or whatever it is and you might not have been scarred by the breakup of the relationship but that's the pain in the song which resonates with me a lot of pain in the song yes and you know it's not I, like everybody thinks i won many battles yes i won but it was also a lonely battle and at some cost so when you do it alone and success comes then everybody comes right but when you were going through the journey of your struggle there was nobody right and then you come back and say okay now you know i'm there for you but where were you when i needed you the most being really open and honest and vulnerable and i'm sure there's plenty of us among all of us listening to you who are really connecting with with far more than the words the the feeling that you're expressing and you're expressing it from having been there yes and that's that's uh, very moving very moving okay it's a really really powerful song and so, it reflects powerfully your life yeah and so i am coming to the second last song in my okay. playlist and it is from the lighthouse family rain cloud
say what I feel is you've, you danced one way on the prior song and this song you're dancing the other way. It's just my feeling. This is a really hopeful song full of, full of, uh, full of good things. But uh, this song actually, so in my uh, playlist is not really a sequence of, uh, you know, stages of life. It's about moments in life. And okay. it's about relationships. So this song, uh, this Lighthouse Family album was something which I was introduced when I first went um, to England. It was my first trip abroad and I'd always wanted to go abroad. So I picked up a job, I saved money and I decided to go and visit. And that time my uncle and aunt were in UK. They were alive. And uh, this was many years back and I was so thrilled that I was going there. I managed. So you see, I had a goal and I worked towards that goal and I went abroad. And it was all good initially, but as life happens and I saw my first taste of uh, how relationships can go to the very bitter end, you know, to your grave. So there was this couple, my uncle and aunt, who had, uh, both of them had been married earlier, divorced, had children. They were estranged from the children. And uh, they used to fight a lot. They were old, 
And they still used to fight a lot with so much passion and vigor that I would think, where do you get this energy from? And is it worth it? So, so much so, and in UK, you know, you can have these huge houses in the middle of nowhere, and it can get very suffocating to be a guest in with the host wow. yeah, fighting, right? So, I mean, it was not as if, you know, there was in the city and I could just walk out one day and check myself into a hotel, nothing of that sort. So it was quite um, this thing. So I had to call up my husband and I had to whisper to him and say, please uh, make a call. And you pretend that I'm called back to my job and all and somehow bail me out because I just couldn't bear that because I have always uh, not liked to be in situations where people are shouting, fighting, yelling, you know, so I'm at heart quite a peaceful person. I always believe, let live and be at peace. And so I couldn't stand that. So I had to tell my husband, then he called them up and he said, oh, she has to come back immediately, cut short the trip and all that. So, you know, the whole uh, joyful moment that I had taken was a little bittersweet. And uh, why I say this, that they fought till the very end because they were already old and progressively. So my aunt and uncle, when they fought, my aunt got so mad that she said very hurtful words. Like she told me, don't ever come back here again. And guess what? Not only did I go back again, but I was the one who was there when she was dying. After my uncle passed away, I still wow. kept in touch wow. with him. Wow. Wow. And he was dying, you know, I was there by her side to uh, do my bit and say goodbye. So wow. Wow. it shows that I don't really hold grudges. And I've landed up many a times when people are dying for some reason. I land up there, I look after them and do my bit. So that, but they, they fought till the very end. My uncle and aunt fought to the very end. I mean, you can be bedridden and still fight is something which beats me. If I fall sick, I don't have the energy to speak. I don't know how people summon up strength to fight when they are totally, you know, <laughs> this thing. So human nature is, does not, you know, like they say that just because you become old doesn't mean that you mellow down. Not necessarily true. I agree. I agree. And I always I say that. And I also say this, that when, you know, if you've been a character like this till the very end, then after you die, the facade that society puts, you know, they make out the person to be, you know, like a saint, you know, as if, you know, it's ill to speak of the dead. But excuse me, that was a normal human being. And if he had, he or she had flaws, then he or she had flaws, right? You can't just by dying become a saint or a martyr or something like that. Anyway, I'm, you know, I'm outside the box. So my thought process may not uh, resonate with the society. So we I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you gave that explanation to make it clear what the background is. Yes. I can understand having heard it now, I read the song differently because I, I have the lyrics. I'm not familiar with song, but when it said, let the, the daylight in on a better day, it was you. You were coming, you were the daylight coming in. It's been too long. We've been living under a rain cloud. Yeah. That couple was a rain cloud that has been under the rain cloud for maybe their whole lives or something like that. And you did come in and you were the daylight yes. and you did bring in the light. And even at the very end, wow, after all of that, you bought your light, you bought your energies, you bought your 
consoling to them at their life, the, the one at the, at the last moment. Wow. Amazing. So with that, I go to the last song, which is okay. Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins.
closed with this song. Yes. You've closed your list. Help us understand, help us give us the feeling that this fabulous session has, has you've taken us in so many different places. I feel like you've danced with us in so many ways. And now what was the closing, the closing song? What can you tell us about it? I, I, I never take anything for granted. And uh, I have, uh, when I say that I have felt lonely, alone, I, yes, it doesn't define me or it doesn't uh, sort of uh, bottle me up forever. But that's not to take away that I sometimes would like not to feel abandoned. And there are times when I have that feeling. And so a grown-up woman like me, I sometimes I ask people, would you adopt me? Because tomorrow, for example, if I became homeless, where would I go? Would so many of all these people around who profess to love me, with this say, Sujata, you will always find a place with me under my roof. That is something that I long to hear. And I don't hear it always. Some have said, but time will tell whether, you know, when the time comes, it'll be your actions which will, you know, make one figure out that did you really mean it or you didn't? Because sometimes you can say things for the moment, thinking that the uh, time will never come when you'll be called to duty to honor your words, right? So that is this thing. But there are so, so many people out there who need something. And there are so many people who can do something and they choose not to do. It's not that you can't do. There is always something that you can do. But people are not always kind and caring, right? They may, we may talk a lot of kindness, gratitude, and, you know, thank the Lord and blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but do you, you tell me by real examples when you do something, you know, when you go out of your way, you may not have enough money, but you still choose to give somebody some money. I mean, I have done that. People think that I, you know, live a certain kind of lifestyle, but they don't know that I may have gone hungry at times. I may have a roof, but I may not have food. So there can be so many situations, right? If we just start to, the words are there, no, just think twice. You and me are in paradise and somebody out there is a needy person. So why don't we spare a thought and do whatever we can? So the whole train of I'll be there and, you know, or being there or being yourself, it also ties in with that, do you have that reciprocity? Not always. If I get it, I'm blessed. If I don't get it, I walk alone. I keep walking till the time I can. Right. And Sujata is there to give time and again and again and again, even, even when Sujata didn't receive, even when Sujata was asked to leave the house and not come back, and not come back, it was Sujata who came back and was there at the final moment. And, and uh, time and again, that's, 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 what, that's the gift that Sujata is giving us in this session, helping us feel your dance and your life story. 
is, is that's the feeling. Those are the energies. It's really inspiring. Okay, you're right. The world can be a very down-pushing place. And then we can have a conversation with Sujata that brings a lot of things back up. And it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. You feel it. Hear you talking. You feel your energies. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. So with that, I come to the end of the show. And uh... thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for such a moving and personal and really expressive. Uh, you've, you've provided really uh, an example of how, how it how to be and how, it, how a person can be. It's beautiful. Thank you so, so much. So I would like to say thank you, David, for uh, hanging out with Sajata because uh, you didn't have to do it. The fact that you genuinely uh, care and you wish to know me further and you wish to listen to me. You've always been listening. You've even told in Clubhouse people, we should listen more and not talk so much. I remember that time. So I so appreciate that. I so feel honored and privileged that you did this. And I'm really touched and moved because time is the greatest gift that you can give somebody. You didn't need to do this, but you did it. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate it because it was a receiving so many beautiful gifts, really beautiful gifts. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.